Hey everybody, welcome to part three of Unlocking Your Enthusiasm. So last time we talked about the roots of enthusiasm and the time before that, the benefits. So if you missed those videos, go on back and check those out because they have some incredible value in them. And they'll explain why we're doing this stuff and why we're talking about this stuff in this video. So you want those parts to understand why, okay? So I just want you to know that if you put in the work that this will change your life. And the more intention, the more effort, the more time and energy you put into these practices, the more it will change your life. Now, I'm not saying that overnight you're gonna become a millionaire or overnight all your relationships are gonna become magical or anything like that, but I am guaranteeing you that these practices will change your life. And I know it because I've done it. I know it because I've seen the research, I've studied the research, and I have gone and studied from all the experts, and I want you now to know what is possible because they've all got their different ways and methods and there's lots of gurus out there and stuff. But for me, I need to really understand what really works and be able to work off of a menu. What I can promise you today is that these techniques work. So even if you kind of have your doubts and you're wondering, you're not so sure, if you start doing them, you'll immediately see results. The more intention, the more energy you put in, the more results you will see. It's absolutely incredible. So even if you don't believe, I mean, it's just like doing push-ups will grow muscles. You know what I mean? It's like if you do the mental exercises, you do the physical exercises, you will get the physical and mental results. And that's really what it all comes down to. We're not taught in schools how to manage our minds. We're not taught in our cultures and our societies how to really manage our spirits and our enthusiasm. And that's why I created this miniature course and I created all the other courses in my book. There's so much more to come. So this, this is just, you know, a part of a whole evolution. And I started where many of you started. You know, we wake up and we eat, right? <laughs> We don't have, you know, a, a routine. We don't have like a, a set thing. I, I grew up not having a routine other than you wake up and you eat. You know, nowadays I kind of don't do, do that. I don't eat when I wake up. I do tons of other things. Um, but um, many of us have heard like Bruce Lee would wake up and work out before he ate because it would, you know, be better for his body in the way that it worked. And for me actually working out before I eat helps me a ton. And so there's been this evolution of rituals as I've learned things and studied things and really started to create a, both a pattern and a rhythm. And if you create a pattern without a rhythm, you are going to not last very long. Your sustaining power will not be there for you. And so for me, I really had to go through it all. You know what I mean? I, when growing up, I was, I was at schools with uh, future Olympians. Uh, one of my roommates was in the Olympics a few years ago. My brother was a US ski team prospect. And I was forced to you know, work out in the mornings, you eat now and go here, do this, you know, meditate and you know, do uh, body scans and all these different kinds of things where we would be visualizing you know, our knees and we would be visualizing ourselves going down the mountains during that race. And, and so we'd be doing all these high performance things and these beneficial things. But then by the time I was in college, you know, I woke up in the morning and had a coffee and a cigarette. 
And a few years later, you know, my stomach was like, I hate you for this. <laughs> but, but, you know, I learned, you know, to respect my body. But many people just wake up and start with a hot drink. They start with their tea. And some people have a meditative practice. Some people, you know, their coffee and stuff and do the same thing. I, I really had to find a path. I didn't have a path. I was just making it up as I went along. And many of us have been in the same spot. And so I found yoga and then I found um, right around the same time, the Roger Love vocal warm up. And my, the yoga I do is not like the traditional yoga or not even the hard yoga. It's the watered down easy yoga where they're like trying to get you strong enough to do that yoga. That's me. Uh, so don't, don't feel like you gotta be like doing the yoga. You know, there's no, there's no requisite there, right? But, but I just started doing yoga and a few years into it, I got really flexible. I'm much stronger now. My, my, my core is just so much stronger after doing it for over 10 years, almost 10 years now. And so um, I, I, I did that and then the vocal warm up really came out of performance and then realizing that I needed to be on my game every time I was in front of a classroom that every day was a performance. And once I accepted that every day was a performance, something began to change. And I was, be, I began to, it was performance necessity, right? And so I brought that performance necessity to every single day, started doing my vocal warm up, and started realizing that every day was this performance. Every day was the best day of my life, potentially. And so I just started bringing that kind of intention. And I started following that further. And I, I really started to try to find motivational things that I would watch in the mornings, try to start planning out my day, start writing things down more intently. And then I discovered Brendan Burchard and started really examining my morning. And then I studied Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Rachel Hollis, Dean Graziosi, uh, Tom Bilyeu. I mean, I could go on for, you know, 40 other names, but I, I basically started studying all these people on high performance, on how to, they start their day, how billionaires start their day, how, you know, people who are incredibly successful entrepreneurs start their day, how the smartest people, you know, all of it. I want to study it all. The most successful people, the most happy people, all the different metrics. I wanted to understand what went into it. Um, particularly because, you know, I was a teacher, so the, the, you know, educational psychology thing, the developmental psychology thing was definitely something I've studied a lot. And so um, I really wanted to understand this because I started digging into my mind metacognition. As a teacher, you kind of have to do that sort of thing. And I was teaching teachers. Uh, I, had a master, I have a master's degree in education in best practices. And so enthusiasm is just really part of this. Um, and so I realized that in order to have the enthusiasm to get the engagement that I needed, the, that presence that I wanted out of myself to really teach kids at the highest level, I really needed to have a morning routine that was really off, like off the hook. And so I started just studying and reaching out and finding things. And it wasn't until I really you know, discovered Brendan Burchard um, that I really started studying everyone else intently too. And I have since then really seen the pattern behind the pattern. And this is kind of what I do with education is I take, I, I understand the whole all the way through micro to macro and then I break it down so that uh, very young minds can understand it and then articulate and be able to comprehend at that higher level. 
Um, that's how I've taken you know, graduate level soil science and broken it down to elementary and middle school level language and understanding because it is possible with almost everything if you follow enthusiasm to find those pathways of comprehension. So I, I just started you know, digging into this stuff that Brendan and all these other amazing um, thought leaders, uh, high performance coaches, life coaches um, have shown us and showcased. And I started studying the studies, the research, and uh, reading tons and tons of books. And I started doing a lot more things. And so um, I'll go over a bunch of these. Um, there's so many. I've actually created menus and so that when I'm having an off day, I kind of pick and choose things to fit that off day. So if my shoulders really hurt and I can't, can't like do yoga, uh, you know, I'm gonna be focusing on breathing exercises. Maybe I'm gonna be focused on doing the Wim Hof breathing method to try to like get things really flowing. Maybe I'm doing lots of qigongs, really heavy qigongs. Um, but I mean, I, I have all these rituals now and they have grown out of studying and it's all really into two, these two camps. Um, this resetting and priming. So resetting, we're letting go, we're, we're, we're clearing the slate, we're polishing things, we're clearing things off, and then we're priming, we're setting our intention, we're visualizing where we wanna go, and we're emotionally attaching ourselves to it. And so it, it may sound like, you know, oversimplified, or you know, it may sound like um, maybe even woo-woo or something like that. But the reality is you talk to Olympians and what are they doing? They're visualizing going down that course. They're seeing themselves on that podium. You know what I mean? What, what, what about that inventor? Oh, well, it was a visualization that they were having as they were going on a walk to, you know, to let go of the day in a meditative state, sitting by a pool. And then they had this eureka moment or like, you know, like the whole original thing where they're in the bathtub displacement, right? You know what I mean? Eureka. We all have this ability to let go and then prime. And when we learn to do it well, we open ourselves up regularly to that creative inspiration, that wellspring that's within us all, that is where enthusiasm touches. And so it's, it's a superpower. And so I, I've discovered through these practices that all these different you know, experts out there that are doing wonderful things and showcasing what works for them and what they've discovered um, all fall into. They're priming themselves, they're, they're getting themselves ready, they're visualizing what they want, what they want to feel, what they, they want to experience. And they're also before that letting go of the things holding them back, the things that they were thinking about, the things that are stressing them out. And so we see this, you know, in meditation even, just encapsulated in meditation. So people are doing things where they're meditating on, on emptiness or oneness or, or outside their body on a single point. And then what are they doing? They're meditating on gratitude and bringing in emotions and bringing in thought and intention and how they want to feel. And so it is those two things that define everything. It's like that person that goes for that long run. They're like, oh, it was cathartic. It's like, well, they've just released so much. And they come back and they're like, oh, I feel so just purified, right? 
It's the same thing with people working out, lifting weights, same thing with people doing yoga. We're all doing the same thing. We're priming ourselves and we're also cleansing ourselves. We're releasing, resetting, and there's, a, there's an overlap between a lot of this. So don't get caught up in the, the, the particulars, right? Just, just follow the flow and you'll know. So the habits of enthusiasm really are priming and resetting regularly and having that be intentional, having that process be very, very particular, very specific so that it creates enthusiasm. Like we talked about those roots. So if you're priming and resetting for gratitude, faith, anticipation and excitement, you are the, you're priming yourself for more enthusiasm. So I do that in my morning ritual. I do that in my evening ritual. And then I do that throughout my day. But the morning and the evening are the most powerful because we have the most control over those time periods in our life. And because we are the most vulnerable and open to suggestion in those time periods. So when we are just waking up, we are coming out of our sleep state, coming out of an alpha wave, alpha wave brain wave state, and we are coming back into theta. And so we're, we, are, we are close to that alpha wave brain state, that dream state, the suggestive state. Same thing is happening in the evening where we're having, we're really close to that dream state. And when we have stress in either one of those places, it actually stains the rest of the day, stains our dreams, um, or it can start to create our personality even. Because what happens over time, you go to bed stressed, you're more likely to wake stressed. You do that over time, it starts creating a habit of going to bed stressed, a habit of waking up stressed. And then over time, over months, that becomes your your personality. And as Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza says, that becomes your personal reality. All right, so what are these habits of enthusiasm? Well, I alluded to the fact that there's a morning and then there's an evening ritual and I do things throughout my day, but primarily I'm resetting and priming. Like that's, that's the end all be all of what I'm doing. So in the morning, I'm waking up, I'm saying thank you. I'm doing my gratitudes and my affirmations. I'm saying, you know, I'm, I, I'm so grateful for this day. Um, I don't know uh, how or why, but I know that this day is going to be amazing. I, I, th I say positive things, I get my mindset into a positive place. I have visualizations, right? I am now a best-selling author, those kinds of things. I have uh, Qigongs I do. So I'm starting off, you know, doing Qigong pretty intensely, right? I'm hitting, you know, the bone. And I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm doing Qigong like this, right? And later in my day, um, I'm gonna be just doing the slapping version, but I work my way up to it in the morning. And I'm doing the, you know, the knuckle Qigong, and then I'm doing the, the, the closed palm, you know what I mean? Um, Qigong, and then I'm doing slapping, and bringing all that to the surface, and getting super energized for my day. And then throughout my day, I'm just, just doing the slap version. And so, I am able to really get my body supercharged with just the Qigong, but by doing the yoga, doing the Qigong, doing the breathing exercises that, that are just part of meditation or even further part of like the Wim Hof breathing technique. 
Sometimes you gotta go to that intense level to really clear things out, clear your mind, get really back in touch with things. You might've been sick, you might've faced terrible losses. I mean, Wim Hof lost his wife to suicide and that's why he discovered the Wim Hof method for dealing with emotional pain and stress. And it, it works, it absolutely does work. It can bring us back to who we are and it can lead us to solutions and allow us to find the path out of the darkness. So I meditate every morning. I try to meditate for 55 minutes every day. So uh, I know for many people they're like, whoa, right? You know, I, I, at least I'm doing 20 minutes a day. Uh, I like to do 55 minutes in one sitting and I would like to do that twice a day in the future. It's one of my goals is that I want to be able to start to do more and to dive deeper into these areas because there it's like a superpower actually because when you go into these areas, you really can reset and prime. It's such a deep, powerful level that nothing comes close, nothing. You know what I mean? I've tried it all. I've been studying this for a long time and I've been, you know, I've, I've been trained by coaches from a very young age, uh, alongside Olympic athletes and US ski team prospects. And, you know, I've seen it. I've seen what methods people are, are using to be successful. And I've tried them all. And I know that the methods that comprise what I'm doing now are the most universal. And also because I've set up the menu, the most versatile. And so I've, I've studied lots of different people and taken from different groups and different disciplines. And I've got this whole thing. So on days that I really can't do the yoga, maybe I'm just doing a light Qigong. And then I'm doing extra meditation and doing meditation where I'm focusing on that area of my body. Maybe I'm doing extra deep breathing. Maybe I'm even doing the Wim Hof to try to really take away that pain. So that's, that's what I'm doing and I'm usually not eating. Um, I, I, I usually don't eat until mid-morning and sometimes even lunchtime. Um, so I'm kind of doing that intermittent fasting thing. I'm drinking water. Um, not no water, no, I'm not doing that kind of fasting. So I'm just um, not digesting food. And I'll have supplements, I'll have spirulina and I'll have other things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I tend to do the intermittent fasting and um, it just makes it so that I, I don't get slowed down. Uh, I find that a lot of times when I eat, I get um, the blood goes to my stomach and I, and I get really slowed down and it slows my morning down and it slows my cognition down. And so I don't want to do that. And so that's why when I do eat, I normally afterwards, I'm kind of not as effective for a while while I digest. So I, yeah, I, I try to not eat first thing in the morning and actually I try to link it into the evening, try to not eat before bed as well. I try to give my digestion uh, a break, give my body a break to recover, reset. One of the ways I do that is I mentally reset with a gratitude journal. Now, Oprah Winfrey has said that using a gratitude journal has been one of the linchpins of her success. So this is not something to take lightly. Um, and there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do it. A lot of people, you know, use gratitude journals and they just say generally what they're grateful for. And that can help, you know, talking, counting your blessings in general can be helpful, absolutely. But you're not strategically um, approaching this because um, there is something going on here uh, that you should know about. Because at the end of our day, there's these things called glial cells. And these glial cells, they are responsible for clean, clearing, clearing things out, cleaning things up, removing neurotoxins, those kinds of things from our brain, but they're also responsible for encoding our memory. 
So if we're not getting adequate sleep, they get impaired. So our memories get impaired and we don't recall them properly or we don't call them at all. And so when, so we need enough sleep, first of all. And then when we set our, our intentions at the end of our day, those are taken as a snapshot by those glial cells and encoded into the memory for that day. So when we are stressed, there's a reason why we wake up in the next day more likely to be stressed. And we do it over time, it creates like a muscle, like a pathway in our brain, a neural network pathway. Yes. And it becomes our personality to wake up and expect bad things are going to happen because you went to bed so many times with bad things on your mind, stress on your mind. <clears throat> and so when we go to bed feeling grateful, feeling like just so happy to be alive, feeling like, wow, today was a blessing. Oh man, I just so grateful that today, you know, and that tomorrow we get to do it again. You know, when we have that kind of approach, we wake up in gratitude and then gratitude becomes the baseline. It becomes the habit. So a gratitude journal, you know, leverages all these cool things already within us. And it has this power to reframe our days, to take those hard things and see them as lessons. And then it also has the ability to suddenly, um, just like when we're looking in the room and we say red and suddenly see everything red, we see everything green when I say green. When we say blessings to ourselves enough and continue searching, we create this muscle of searching for the good things in life. And when we do that on a regular basis, we just become more of a positive person who's expecting to find positive things and who finds those positive things. And we all need that. There's no one on this, in, in this world and in this life that, that doesn't need a positive mindset you know everyone needs it so not only that I you know what I mean I always make sure that I'm slowing down so that means that I'm not working right up into the, to the moment I go to sleep I am slowing down my body I'm slowing down my brain I'm slowing things down so that when I go to bed I instantly go to bed I'm not sitting up worrying, my body's not trying to do things. I usually instantly fall asleep. I usually try to go to bed at 10 or before 10. Um, so I get that seven to nine hours of sleep, which is recommended, which is the ideal, which even if you are trained to not have that much sleep, you will benefit from retraining yourself to have that much sleep. So I, 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 I slow down, I turn off the screens, uh, I don't have screens on in the morning, the first hour either. Um, sometimes, you know, like I'll use my phone to listen to, um, to listen to like the guided meditations and stuff like that, but I'm not staring at the screens. I, I'm, I'm really trying to listen, close my eyes. You know, I'm trying to like read things that are physical. Um, and then at the end of the day, I have no screens whatsoever. There's no guided meditations, it's physical books, it's writing with paper and pen, and it's really just, you know, just letting go, no blue, you know, blue lights or anything like that to mess with my melatonin, the hardest thing. Um, and so I'm writing my gratitude journal, I'm reflecting on my day, I'm evaluating myself, I'm doing assessments, I'm using my high performance planner from Brendan Burchard, and it's this reflection intention and gratitude 
that really guides us at that end of the day and sets the tone for the next day. And that habit actually sets the tone for your life because that next morning effect, how it can turn into a habit and how it creates an expectation in our body and our minds, it literally sets the tone for the rest of your life and direction. It's a course. It's actually a direction in your life. So you want this. You need this. I need this. Everyone needs this. And I know that if we can just stay in that pattern long enough to get those benefits, that we'll never give it up because we'll be like, oh, I need that. That's, that's my, my best life is over that hill. I'm going to climb that hill. I don't care. I'm going to you know, get the equipment. I'm going to get the muscles. I'm going to get the you know, time. I'm going to figure this out. But you're going to do it. And so that's why for many of us, when we get locked into certain gurus and then we get off because maybe we you know, physically are, 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 you know, can't do it right now or, or maybe mentally we, we, we have some serious stressors. Maybe you know, our spouse is fighting cancer again. Maybe, maybe you are fighting cancer and, and you're emotionally, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting that. And I believe strongly that it's understanding what is below each of the techniques, the resetting, the priming, the why behind, the enthusiastic thinking, right? The enthusiastic um, roots, understanding why and how these things all work together allows us to work with them. And that's why I've created menus for all of these things. That's why I use menus for all these things. So that I can pick and choose what resonates with me best that day and I have got regular patterns that I fall into. But then when I fall out of them, which is inevitably gonna happen, I have so many things to bounce me back. And when, when we can find those things to get us to be always bouncing back, they form a network. And that network is the scaffolding for your new baseline for being. So when you do all these things regularly and then they become habits, you, you don't bounce back down from down there any longer. You never go down there. It's, as I've talked about, instead of it being this, you know, this months of depression um, or weeks or, or minutes or, you know, or even seconds of irritation, um, they, they instead get all pulled back into that, instead of words spoken or emotions shown on my face, they're just a flitting thought through my head. And it's that momentary thought that I'm like, no, 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 you don't belong here. Because I have developed a pattern. And within this chorus, this reinforcing chorus, those negative thoughts stick out. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? You don't belong here go on your way you know what I mean you just let it go keep going you don't belong here you know and that is incredibly powerful and I've only been able to develop that as I've gone through the steps that are in unstoppable enthusiasm and so I want to give you this menu to get you started to get you to just start on the path start on the path of having the best morning possible and start developing your pattern and be ready to, to, to do things that step outside your pattern on those off days to, to lift you up. Maybe you're gonna do the Wim Hof breathing, right? When, when you're really feeling off. Maybe you're gonna go for that run when you're feeling really off. Maybe you're going to, you know, do that hour long 
meditation. It's all up to you. And it's all coming from you. And that's really the key. It can't come from a guru, because what'll happen? You fall off the wagon, you're suddenly feeling bad. And you're like, I feel bad because I didn't you know, follow the guru. So I must not be worthy of the benefits that he said are attached to that. And so it creates all this stuff. But when we realize we're resetting and priming, and that can be just in our minds, we don't need to necessarily do tons of different, though being physical certainly can help, um, but we can do it all in our minds, it can all be in our hearts, this can all last seconds even, resetting and priming, once you understand this concept and have really worked on it and built those muscles in yourself. So this is just the start of something that, you know what I mean, can take up the rest of your life with joy and enthusiasm exponentially growing and deepening our meaning and purpose in this life. Oh, then that's what I am all about, you know what I mean? Getting that sweet preciousness out of every day of my life, knowing that this is the greatest day of my life. I don't know how or why yet, but I'm ready for it. Ready for it to be joyous. <laughs> I say that every morning and I mean it because I know it is possible and it is up to me to be ready for it, for it to be real. <laughs> so let's start on that. Let's start developing the patterns to receive the best days of our life, to exude the kind of energy we need to attract those things in our life and also to be prepared for them. So this next video is the most important. I'm so grateful that you're here. You're on this adventure with me. This has been the most transformative work that I've ever worked on. I was born to work on enthusiasm. <laughs> my enthusiasm was what was driving, you know, engagement in my classroom. But I didn't realize that enthusiasm was what people were watching when I was playing music. When, when we were watching that amazing skier or that amazing physical performance or artistic like expression, we're watching their connection to the divine within them. Their true inspiration is what we're witnessing and what we're attracted to. And when I realized that, it just, oh, it just like unlocked something. It's just like, yes, this is it. This is what's gonna allow people to, you know, regreen the world's deserts. It's gonna allow us to reverse climate change. It's gonna allow us to reverse inequality. It's gonna allow us to open our hearts and find all the pathways that honor everyone and changes the world around us. Our best selves, our most successful endeavors, our biggest wins, the greatest joys are waiting for us in our enthusiasm, that path of unstoppable enthusiasm is waiting for us. And I promise you that there is more for you, that you can find your path to greater joy, to greater enthusiasm, expression, and meaning. And it is in our enthusiasm, it is in these habits that I'm gonna be talking about in depth. We're gonna be going through all the stuff we discussed here in total depth. I mean, demonstrating things, I've been going over the scientific studies, going over it all. So if your interest is peaked, if you're like, well, I don't know, all of it is answered. And it's all, I mean, you wanna know, you just do it and it will prove itself 
to you. That's the incredible stuff about this. It's not like, you know what I mean, you're gonna do it and it's not gonna work. This is like doing push-ups, this is like learning to walk, this is like learning to read. It's like, you know, I stopped believing in learning to read today, but I still can read the words. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> when you learn to do something, you know it, you feel it, you know it's real. And so we have studied enthusiasm throughout human, throughout human time. And it is the linchpin for our expression. It is the linchpin for our greatest moments, our greatest joy and expression. We all deserve to have, we all deserve to have unstoppable enthusiasm. And that is why I made the next video. So. Get ready for the next video. Get ready for the email. It's coming soon. I'll see you soon. I'm Matt Powers. Grow abundantly, learn enthusiastically, and live regeneratively. <laughs> and I'll see you soon. Woo!